It's Sunday, it's 9pm, it can mean only one thing, it's the Heed Army Podcast Live. We're going to be recapping and looking back at all of the things that have happened in the last seven days regarding Gated FC. So we want you to message in, you can do it on the chat facility, you can do it via Twitter, we'll be telling you how to do it so many times throughout the show, please don't be shy, and we'd like to thank our sponsors, Northern Print Solutions, because without their continued support, we would not be able to bring you this podcast. So sit back, make yourself a cup of tea, we'll be getting really deep into the conversation about Gator Football Club, and we want to hear from you. Welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. We are back. It's been a while, and uh, I must say, it's I think it was April, early April, so um, apologies for that, but we are back for the new season, and um, well, got a lot to talk about and a lot to look forward to, and we're joined by Gator Chairman Richard Bennett today as well, so um, we've got, if you've got your questions, get them in. I'm a little bit rusty, as you can probably tell, <laughs> stuttering and starting um, here at the beginning, but remember the podcast is a fully interactive and if you haven't listened to us before there is the chat facility and you can talk to us and also you can do it via twitter and we will get to that later on but uh andrew welcome back to the podcast hello and um as i say it's been a, an interesting season comings and goings uh, a lot of new players eight players in yeah yeah it's looking good it is and um so you haven't been to any pre-season games yet no, have you our work commitment has yeah. stopped us but um, um, i've been keeping up with date on twitter and everything while i've been at work and uh, well, um, it's, as I said, we've got a few exciting players by the looks of it. Yeah, and I want to hear from you. Who's um, tickled your fancy? Who do you think could be a, a star in the making? Uh, there's a few that have stood out to me in the game that I've seen. I've only been to the Motherwell game so far, but what a game to go to. And also as well, did you hear about me cheeky bet? No. I went into the boogies <clears throat> and seen on the, they've got, there's a mega bet machine thing now where you can digitally do your bet. And I put a cheeky £3 bet on Gator to win 3-2. And I left on 90 minutes when it was 3-0. Uh, and I got in the car and found out I had won 150 quid. So <laughs> I was like, get in. So uh, I really enjoyed that result. Um, but lots of positives I've seen from there. And I've heard a lot of people talking positives about what they've seen in other pre-season games. So um, just leaves me to introduce Richard. Welcome back to the podcast. I think third season in a row now. It is. Good evening, everyone. Thank and um, I say, uh, well... I say we'll talk about what's uh, on everybody's lips at the moment. Something out of nothing. Um, some, you know, a, mini- a minority caught us in a little bit of a, a ruckus uh, yesterday at South Shields, and um, not great to see. But um, thankfully, I think um, it, it ended uh, quicker than it began. Yeah, I mean, you know, from a club's point of view, that um, you know we don't condone any behaviour like that at all. 
Um, we were disappointed, but you know we don't want that to overshadow the football because it was a good game of football after all. Yeah, and terms of course, Gator old boy uh, John Shaw scoring against us. If it was, I think if you're going to put money on it, that was probably what was going to happen. Well, we thought it would be a Gator boy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> was he playing in defence yesterday as well? I saw. I think he was. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, as I say, a great player, John, and uh, he's been a good servant for South Shields, and I'm sure he will be for this season as well. But um, I think we'll come to that game a little bit later on because um, you know. Seems like it was a good test, and we want to hear from you, the listeners that were there, uh, how the game was because, um, say, it came from behind. And um, is it uh, Robbie Tinkler? Yeah, yeah, it is. I ne- is he no, no relation to Mark Tinkler that used to play for um, Darlington, is he? I'm not sure. Just the name and coming from Teesside area, I thought it might have been. Do you want to investigate? Go on, then you can investigate. But uh, as I say, Richard, pre season's upon us. I, I think. Everyone make, kind of thinks, oh, the hard work starts now, but I suppose the hard work started months ago. It did, yeah. It started last year, obviously, when we you know, we signed our um, squad of players last year. The manager always said that um, you know, coming into this season, it, it would be a few additions rather than um, lots of additions um, like last year. But um, we feel we've brought some great players in. Um, it's been great working with them so far. Um, the first four games have been... Good games. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them certainly been bigger tests than the other two. But yeah. uh, been great to see the lads, you know, getting all uh, forty-five minutes under their belt. Well, that's. I mean, we know pre-season maybe results aren't classed as important, but it's nice to be unbeaten. But as you say, getting all the players forty-five minutes and staying unbeaten, it, it's a, it's a it's a nice little bonus maybe to keep the lads g'd up. It is. I mean, no one wants to ever get beat to the. No. Um, but you're right. We've got to keep um, you know our eyes on that. It is pre-season it is friendlies and it's all about getting the lads fit mm-hmm. and um, as I say lots of ins and outs uh, we'll talk about those about the ins because uh, there's a few caught the eye so far but as I say there was uh, um, an article in the Chronicle uh, that um, was with you uh, midweek about positivity and I think maybe maybe a negativity that come out on social media was maybe people saying the likes of Hogan who was a big fan favourite going George Smith, who was an exciting young player, and Manny Smith, and you know, I think Gated fans and maybe even <coughs> Neil Aspen prided himself on the the defence last year, and it you know, w- 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 well, the heart kind of went, didn't it? Um, yeah, well, I think one of the things to to sort of stress really, um, especially at our level, you know, we have a window of opportunity with some of these players, and when they excel, they attract interest. Yeah, and it's very difficult to you know um, stop these lads wanting to to certainly go into the football league mm-hmm. and obviously in the the case of Liam it was slightly different Liam Liam was a home bird he wanted to be home yeah um, he's, his family's there that you know there was reasons for that and you know he was offered a good deal it was one that we would find well, we did find difficult to to compete with but but you know we did make offer to, to Liam we were keen to keep him um, sometimes we were disappointed with money because unfortunately it was personal circumstances nothing yeah. we could do with that one um, but to be honest you know, the gaffer's great at finding new players. We've mm-hmm. brought some great lads in and um, they, they look pretty good replacements. Well, as, as I mentioned to you when uh, off-air, that uh, the, the thing that stood out to me is that we're playing a, a mixture of the um, new players and old players in pre-season on 45 minutes. And for me, normally you've got a few players in there new and you've got young players. That, and shape kind of goes out of the window. And against Motherwell, I think, well, you know, I think the first, what's... 90 minutes showed that you know yeah. that we, we, we're holding with shape we're working as a team 
and it's happening pretty. I'm not, I'm not going to count my cards. I'll count. Sorry, count my chickens. But we're, we're, you know, it's starting to look good quick, and that's. Well, that's what you want. Um, I mean, you know, the next four games are crucial, really, because that's when the, the shape of the team will be starting to show. Um, I think, you know, the lads did a great job um, against Motherwell. It was a good test. Um, we switched off two minutes to go. Thankfully. Uh, which <laughs> Yeah, certainly, certainly not, not, not from our point of view, but 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 to be honest, like I said at the start, really, it, you know, it's about the lads getting fit and, and you know playing together, gelling as a team. Mm-hmm. And um, if you follow a few players on uh, Instagram, you'd say they had a team bonding oh, session last night. Right. So all the initiations going on. Yeah, and uh, that Dyson think what happened to Wes York's underpants to see a picture like that. So. <laughs> I don't know if Richard's seen that one. I haven't seen that yeah. It's nothing too bad. He's just got his underpants ripped around his head, really, hasn't yeah. he? Um, and Dan Bell sent a message on the chat facility. Evening, lads. Hello, Richard. Welcome back. Hope you're all set for the new season. I've got my season ticket and attended every friendly. I'm liking the uh, faith in the youth system. Well, um, I think it was mentioned last year that obviously you want to bring in, um, obviously, younger players and, and add well add value to the, to the squad because it's... it's well, no, we don't have say value off the pitch in yeah. you know in a in a um, in a stadium and the likes. But is it promising to you that since you've been in, players have went on to a higher level? And I'm not going to speculate on how much has been brought in from players, but we've got sell-on clauses and things like that. Yeah. Value has been added there. It has, and it's that's pretty much down to the manager, really. You know, his recruitment policy has been brilliant. I, he's good at spotting talent. He's got some mm-hmm. good people around him as well, and you know. That, that a club like Gate said that's exactly what we're going to be really you know yeah. and I come back to that short window of opportunity when these lads excel you know they, they attract interest yeah and uh, was I say Gates had sort of always kind of been a team and that's done that because I think that the size of our pitch has always helped us play football even even during the barren years when we weren't playing great or on a good run we, we'd always try and play football and I think yeah. that that's down to the home pitch and the young players excel on it because they're going to get fit because you've got to run about on it, haven't you? Um, obviously, just talking about uh, tracking, uh, cl- sorry, players attracting Bayer clubs. Um, I mean, obviously, I saw in the Chronicle a couple of weeks ago about um, Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury wanting Bolton as well, and we knocked back two bits. I think that's good as well. We, uh, me personally, I'd love to keep a player like Bolton. Yeah. Obviously, he came in on a, yeah. a long contract, yeah. so it just shows as well. Well, you know, I'm saying whilst we're obviously going to. Uh, let players move on. Um, equally, we do try to keep players, you know. And uh, sometimes, you know, the, the changes um, might have been a change too far, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and James, <coughs> we think, you know, is a, is a fabulous talent. Um, he obviously needs to have a good season this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he will. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Um, you could see, obviously, towards the back end of the season, that he really started to find his feet yeah. in a gated shirt. Um, as I say, if you are listening to this for the first time or you haven't listened in a while, we are fully interactive. We've got a few messages on the chat facility, but we'd like more. And you can also tweet us as well. And I've dug out Andrew's uh, great advert. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't get rid of this. So, um, if you'd like to tweet us, you can do it. And this is how you do it. We'll be back with you very shortly. Twitter corner, waiting for your tweets. 
All you have to do is tweet me at heed underscore army. I'm waiting, so get your voice heard on the Heed Army podcast, where you can talk about all things Gateshead. Well, we are back. Uh, so, um, that is how you tweet us, and we'd love you to do that. And also, there is a Facebook page. If you'd like to like that page, we'd love you to do that. You can contact us through the week on there. If you've got any topics, same with Twitter, you can do it on there, and we can contact you and talk to you and bring it up in future shows. Uh, Mickey Barris has put, Evening, lads. Welcome aboard, Richard. Dave Allen has put, Welcome back, lads, and good evening, Richard. And, and um, we've had a few questions. Um, we had one on uh, the Facebook page earlier on. I think it's from David Lennox. And he is asking the question that seems to pop up every pre-season with uh, Chairman New and Old. Um, as I say, oh, you're getting a little bit old now, three seasons. Um, a new ground. Well, I have nothing new to report, I'm afraid, on the, on, on the ground situation. Um, I've probably said for a while now I do enjoy us playing at the uh, International Stadium I think we've got a fabulous pitch It's in great condition for this season we spent a lot of money on it And you know I think certainly for the next um, Certainly three years maybe um, That's pretty much where we'll be Um, That doesn't stop us from looking Magnum There are things happening in the background But there really isn't anything new to report Yeah um, well, I think we're kind of kind of thought that would be the case, um, but um, I got a little bit sidetracked in the question that I, uh, that I was going along before when, when we mentioned Liam Hogan was about the um, the article in the Chronicle about the positivity. I know a little bit of negative negativity was on social media. I mean, we see it. I'm sure yourself you see it, and um, I say, I mean, I can understand your thinking uh, of uh, that article, but um, what brought it about? Well, I think what I was trying to get across really was. Um, we, for some reason, we breed a lot of negativity, you know, and there's a lot of good things about Gateshead as a community, Gateshead as a football club that we should be embracing and getting behind. So, I, I, you know, I found myself a little bit frustrated, I guess, um, at the constant jibes at the club um, when people aren't actually necessarily informed about what's going on behind the scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. Certainly been a busy summer for us. Um, you know, as well as bringing in new players, there's a lot of other things happening behind the scenes. You know, attracting new sponsors and trying to bring new business to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we don't sit still. So, you know, when you're seeing some of these comments that are being brandished around, and you think to yourself, well, they're, they're totally unjustified. And yeah. it, what I'm trying to get across to the, to, the, to the fan base is, look, you know, let's get behind the club. Let you know let everything good about Gateshead is pretty much its fan base as well so let, let's you know mm-hmm. get behind the, the, the club and uh, push push us forward um you mentioned new business there and i was about to go towards this question but mick scully's beat us to it on the chat for suits but welcome richard don't know if i've missed the reason but are you able to divulge why into ended their sponsorship in the club also are we close to sealing a new deal elsewhere um so there we go. Okay. So first of all, yes, we we, we are close to um, well, I'm, I believe we're we're close to um, sealing a, a new deal. Um, we, we are talking to a number of sponsors at the moment, potential sponsors. Um, into being tremendous support as of Gateshead. 
all that's happened really is that they were unable to commit to an, another full year as full, uh, first team shirt sponsor. Mm-hmm. They are looking at doing some um, community work because they're, the, the, the sponsor, sponsorship sorry, comes from their corporate social responsibility uh, program. Uh-huh. And, you know, understandably, they've got to be seen to be supporting many organisations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just came about that they've done three years. Um, it's been a tremendous three years working yeah. with them, but it, it, inevitably that, you know, that's, I mean, that's been I mean, reduced. it was nice to see oh, a nationwide brand as, as into is sponsoring us I mean, it was nice to see you know and as you say hopefully that will continue to work with the gate with gated uh, in the future in different aspects uh, mickey barris has put can i ask uh, richard i'm all for soundbites about positivity but can i ask why the club took so long to make a statement about positivity when the club offered no communication for a large majority of the summer till fans started to kick off well again i think that's a, that, that's, that's unjustified as well because we did, you know, our media um, with Dom. We did put quite a bit of store, uh, quite a few stories out. They weren't about new signings, obviously, because we, 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 I think we put something out reasonably early, saying that you know we were in no hurry, there was there'd be no panic buying um, throughout the the transfer period. But the other big thing to get across is um, we all had holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, myself, uh, we were away for a month, and the manager, uh, assistant manager, went away. That doesn't mean things stop, mind. You know, we're still yeah. answering emails, we're still taking telephone calls, but you know, it's the only period really um, where everybody can actually get away during May. Yeah. So May inevitably would go a bit quiet on the football stories, um, but in the main, we were trying to keep things moving along, and that's why I was thinking. You know, I thought again it was a bit tough on us that uh, mm-hmm. there was stories coming out, but maybe not the stories the fans wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean if, if ourselves on the podcast where we always kind of know that there's two sides to every story and to go out and, well, got to be careful, you don't want to slander anybody or, or criticise anybody when you don't know the full facts so, as, as I say, but you can understand at times people do vent uh, frustration, but... Yeah, yeah, this uh, would... and that's what I was trying to say as well, look, vent it when we do something wrong, by all means, but in the, you know, at other times, you know, do try and get behind us. Yeah, and um, Andrew Watts put no uh, no point mentioning new ground if people don't back the club at the international stadium when they should uh, when they should a uh, club put uh, when it's pocket sorry let's uh, I'll get it out right it's good point I've either read it wrong or there's a bit of a grammar stadium read then it. when why the club has put uh, don't make you read it and in its pocket let's why should why should we get a new stadium um, if the Fans can't support one now. Why should the club put its hand in its pocket to get one new stadium? Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> I've seen also as well um, in the article about positivity. You mentioned of um, season tickets and how you know there's a ten pound a game it works out at, um, and it's, it's, that is the cheapest in the conference, isn't it, or is it level? Well, well it's one of the cheapest. I mean, mm-hmm. there there are deals. Um, we've seen from other clubs that have gone um, I think one club I can't remember off the top of my head but um, did a £99 season yeah, ticket yeah I think this, was it Sutton maybe the only problem with doing something like that is you know yes you're going to bring a, a, you know some a fair few fans on in the fr- front end but it's not enough to sustain your football club throughout a season you know so mm-hmm. you, you know you've got to be uh, sensible about it and what we've tried to do is put it, you know, put a deal on the table for fans that football's affordable at Gateshead, mm-hmm. continues to be affordable, um, and you know we're, we're encouraging fans to take up the uh, the offer. 
Yeah, um, Christopher Holmes has put, uh, hi, nice to see the podcast back, thank you. Uh, folk harping on about the new ground sound like a broken record. Haven't seen a few away games, there are a lot of worse grounds in the league. The International Stadium would take the club to League 2 easily, uh, and it's in a great location. I think it would go a little bit higher than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, well, actually, I've never really, obviously it'd be nice to have your own ground, and without sounding... I don't know, negative. Um, but obviously, if anything happened to yourself or Julie and uh, you know, you just had to leave the club, then it leaves security if they've got their own ground and that kind of thing. But as you say, I, I, I'm, I'm used to football at the stadium, I enjoy it there. I, you know, it, it's I, I like the venue. I know a lot of people say they're far away from the pitch, but how many people go to St James's Park and sit up in the gods yeah. and pay yeah. th- four times as much and, and don't? Yeah. Do the comparison, but one of the points I would get across, or I'd like to get across, is you know the vantage point that everyone has it, it is, a, is a good one at the stadium, and I think as well you know it's, I, I'd seen somewhere on social media and it was a good point because um, it, the fans make the atmosphere, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and we saw that when we played Lincoln, um, it was a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, um, we had a, you know, it was. I didn't enjoy the result in the end, but, yeah. but certainly the atmosphere was fantastic that day. Uh-huh. Um, Sam Pelton's book, Good evening, lads, and welcome, Richard. Are you happy with the signings we've made so far, and are the club trying to bring in the youth players through to the first team? Well, I'm certainly delighted with the players we've brought in so far. Um, the lads have got great temperament, they're, they're, you know, really focused, got uh, hunger in their belly, they want to do well, um, they seem to be, you know, uh, gelling well with each other, and... You know, the, the, the managers always um, like to bring uh, youth players through. Um, it sometimes can be quite difficult because they need to make an impact pr- pretty quickly. Yeah. And we are missing a, a link, I guess, between 19 and 21. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big gap, really, for us. So, you know, we've got to say well done to the, the likes of uh, uh, John Mellish and um, Tom White, who have done a, you know tremendous to get their contracts and mm-hmm. uh, have performed well in pre-season. Yeah, as a number of players have. <laughs> and um, say, well, I think we've got a few people joining us um, now who are messaging in. We'd like to know who stood out for you in pre-season, so please send them in on Twitter and on the chat facility. And I've, if got you a, sorry, sorry. I've got a question for the listeners as well. Who would yeah. they like to see club captain? Yeah, uh, we, we did put out a poll on, uh, on Twitter through the week and it was um, we picked out three players who... Well, I picked out three players who I thought will be first-teamers and um, potential leaders. I've put Penn, uh, Paddy and Jamal. And I think with 46%, with uh, I think there's 82 votes uh, all together in the pool, was um, Paddy McLaughlin mm-hmm. was the fan. So pretty interesting to see what the listeners tonight uh, think on that. Um, but also remember, if you are listening for the first time or maybe you listen to this on catch-up, you can listen to us wherever and whenever you like. Um, you can download from either the Apple Play St- Apple Store or the uh, Android Play Store. You can download the Spreaker app. Simply sign in with your Facebook account and you can listen and interact live when we are broadcasting. Just search for Heat Army in uh, the app itself and then you can listen to our entire back catalogue as well on there. So please do that and remember share it with people because that's what we want to do. We know that we've got a great hardcore listeners which is fantastic but we know there's a lot more fans out there that maybe don't know about us. So please do share it and we'll get more people talking because ultimately that's what it's about. And I'm sure Richard would like to see more people coming through the turnstiles as well. So yeah, I think I would as well for a bit, uh, keep the atmosphere building because um on our day, you mentioned the Lincoln game. We know what the atmosphere can be like at the stadium. Um, a couple of people have um, come in straight away. With, do you want to read them ones out for the 
captain possibilities. Yeah, Sam Pendleton has put Paddy McLaughlin would be a good captain, and also Callum Patterson has said Paddy should be captain for me. Been at the club for a while now, and it's full of passion. Mr. Consistent. Yeah, well, there we go. There's a couple um, of uh, people there. Uh, Dan Bell, I think a lot of people underestimate the level we play at. Yes, it's non-league, but most teams, including ourselves, are professional. Mm. I suppose, <clears throat> I don't know, is it a stigma now, the word non-league, when everyone, you know, because it, it, it puts it right down to the Wearside League all in one barrel, you know, and, and it's, I don't know, do you think there should be something, uh, uh, is it, well, not even semi-professional, because it used to be semi-professional, then non-league wasn't it you had like that little that semi-professionals kind of disappeared in, ter- in terminology ways yeah. anyway well, well we feel at times it does it does have a detrimental effect on Gated because you know um, when you look at the media and you know showing highlights and uh, you know I'm just talking about the main channels here you know they tend to um, focus on obviously football league club mm-hmm. being the big three and then um, you know when they go to non-league Really, the, the, it's the Blythes, the South yeah. Shields, the Spennies, you know. It'll be interesting to see what happens this year with Hartlepool being just about in, in, in the National League. I mean, I know when Darlington came down a few years ago, they were still getting the the coverage that they got when they were in the Football League. So is it justifiable for Tainties, BBC, Look North to still do that and not mm-hmm. include us in a, in a... But even the likes of Soccer Saturday, when the likes of... Jeff Stellan's reporting on Hartlepool because you will still do it yeah. even though they're not in the uh, football league they'll still realise oh hang on Gator plays Hart- in Hartlepool in that league so mm-hmm. we've we'll had, th- yeah. make people think mm-hmm. we've had a couple of tweets there with, um, just one was about the sponsors but Adam Kennedy uh, yep he said hi Richard great to see JJ back is he still kit man <laughs> <laughs> is he getting double payment is that what he's trying to find out <laughs> JJ is still kit man. Um, <laughs> it, it's a role he wanted to keep. Um, we'll, we'll see how that one pans out. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, but uh, as I say that's it's, it's a Cinderella story, and it's speaking of kit see, man, get it? well soon, Mark Walton. Yeah, Mark um, having an unfortunate accident and walking football, which is completely safe unless you're Mark <laughs> Walton. Um, so speedy recovery to Mark. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's sort of, what did we say before Mark Walton? Well, no, there, I was trying to think what I was going to talk about. <laughs> it's through yeah. us. It's through us. It'll come back. Um, we've got a message from Dan Bell. I think a lot. Of, oh, that's the same one I was reading out there. Um, Mickey Barris. Hate to sound like I'm having a go, especially as we haven't even started the season. But have the club got an option for an extra year on players' contracts? As it stands, at the end of the season, uh, non-bar Bolton will remain. Uh, captain for me should be Penn or Jamal. So, so, so the plan this season is is simple, really, because um, obviously the the manager's contract uh, runs out at the end of uh, the summer, and last year we sat down and did um, our planning. So we'll obviously go forward from the end of this season with the manager's contract and the playing contracts yeah. as well. So what we what we were trying to do was to avoid. We always know we're going to have one heavy year. Yeah. And the the year after should be quite light in terms of the work that goes involved in, in the players' contracts. But what will happen is um, we start looking at them really probably from about Christmas time going forward. Yeah. And I would imagine that all aspects will be looked at in league positioning and, and things like that. So to all that but, kind of thing. Well, really, what we want to do is we're just trying to build a future for the club, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's tricky because you kind of do everything um, 
in one go. Yeah. So we, what we've tried to do is to stretch things out a little bit to keep the planning going forward. And now obviously we want to try every, tie everything up around Neil because you know he is the manager at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. He's, he's our guy for recruiting players yeah. and he's the, the, the best at... Um, that's the advert we've got for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Sam Pennant's put, looking forward to seeing Luke Hannett this season and glad to see JJ uh, signed contract with the Heat. Hopefully he can do well for us this year. Well, Luke is a player that last season really took me by surprise. Um, and, and say from the level that we're signing him from, I, I think maybe he surprised himself the, yeah. <laughs> getting into the first team and, and holding down a first team place as well. well. I think Luke's one of those rare players that can actually play with both feet, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's as comfortable on his left as he is on his right, and um, he's done really well for himself, so we're really pleased with that. Yeah, and I must say sorry to Mick Scully. He did send in a message before that where I wanted to go back there when he sent it in again, so thank you very much, Mick. Um, with the recent adverts for media stroke journalism internships, uh, what are areas of the club looking to improve or ex- or expand into? Well, I think mainly it, it's some help um, for Dom, really, because... Um, We've got now coming out is our quarterly magazine. We've got um, an increased program. Um, it won't be as big as it originally was, but we've increasing the um, the pages this season. Mm-hmm. So we've got you know we need more stories, and I think to be fair to Dom, we're trying to you know get some new new writers involved, getting yeah. some new journalists um, writing for the club. But we're also looking at um, photography. We're looking at. Um, just all that elements really to support Dom and, and, and his quest to you know, put, keep the yeah. programme up to date That's great. Um, Dan Bell has put, been very impressed with Jordan Preston uh, he gives us all in each game and has been unlucky not to score but once he does uh, he'll go on a roll he thinks so I've been impressed with all the strikers that were brought in um, especially well because obviously we're seeing them all play in the, these uh, friendlies so far but I can comment from the Motherwell game that I've seen that they say that even uh, I say Penkerton is it Pen Pen Penk Penicket Penicket there we go I was getting wrong <laughs> yeah Richard um, say he looked st- strong on the ball good movement and Preston as well and, and obviously uh, Macaulay Longstaff as well who he he looks a promising player and hopefully he can get you know get a goal as well in uh, the first team when the season starts um, I, I thought it was quite ironic well, obviously we've got this pre-season with Billingham for um, Longstaff and he was injured for it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he, was, he had a, a sore foot, really, from the game before, so, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. Uh, a real case of sods law there, isn't it? Um, well, we've got a message from one of our friends, um, so have a little listen to this, and when we come back, we want to read out more of your messages, and if you've got any more questions for Richard, please do send them in, because this is the time for an answer, not when he's not on the show, so do it now, and um, we'll speak to you very shortly. Sylvester Properties is one of the fastest growing estate agents in the Northeast. At Sylvester Properties, they don't just put a board up outside of your house and hope for the best. They are specialists in social media marketing using an array of online resources to find the best buyer or tenant for your property. As an innovative up and coming company, we know that one size does not fit all, so each of their packages is tailor made to suit your needs and preferences. Whether looking to sell, rent, or invest in a property, Sylvester Properties has the customer service skills, property marketing expertise, and resources to get you the best results in record time. Contact one of our team on 01207. 262111 or alternatively on 0191 500 5252. 
Well, we are back with us. That was a message from our friends at Sylvester Properties, and we thank them for uh, their support. Um, right, well, we'll see if Twitter has went a little bit quiet. Andrew, would you remind them how to do it? At heed underscore army. Yes, that is how you do it. And on the chat facilities have been great as ever. Um, Sam Pendleton, is, is Danny Johnson back playing now? He is, and he scored um, in the Birmingham game, didn't he? So, yeah. great to see Danny back. It's tremendous, huh? Yeah, um, and Dave Allen's part. I've heard a rumour that the pitch squares might be back in the programme. Can Richard uh, shed any light on this? <laughs> Dave is well informed. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got his mole somewhere. He definitely has. Um, yes, we're, we're, we are looking to bring the pitch squares back. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Barris, put, uh, thanks for answering, answering Richard. Uh, Pennicott looks uh, like a donkey. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I think Mickey's been on the negative pills today. Uh, Macaulay Longstaff has been uh, a bit of a star. Uh, he has impressed me. Uh, Tinkler too. And Theo, uh, when he played right back as well as looked good. Well, he was another player that uh, caught the eye as well. And looks like he can play in a number of positions, which always helps uh, his squad status as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Theo's done really well. Um, and we're very pleased with him. We're equally as pleased with uh, Richard Pennicott as well. He's not a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like anything... Um, well, say to, the, to to Mickey and everybody else really is um, for a couple of these lads, Richard being one of them, is they, play, they were playing part time football previously, mm. and now stepping up to full time, they've got to train was he full time, and there's a lot more work goes into it. So, so you know, it's understandable some players are going to make some adjustments, but we're very happy with their that all their work rate really. It's um, like uh, I remember watching Phil Turnbull, and when we were part time, he didn't impress us, and as soon as we went full time. He was the best player on, in the team. Yeah. And as yeah. I say, Phil Turnbull, everyone, fan favourite, isn't he? So. Yeah, it, it, it can take a while for some players, and I think it's just got to have patience, haven't you? Um, just talking about, um, obviously, new players that have come in, and uh, obviously players that have left, is there more of a local-based team now? Uh, with the same, or is it still... Uh, well, we still got a lot of players from outside the region, but equally, I would say this year, we have got more players from uh, within. It, it, it's difficult because I, I think, I, might, I can't remember if I said that in the article or not, but one of the things that we have struggled with really is is finding the local talent at, at our level. Um, so, in, in, you know, inevitably, you've got to look further afield. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, the manager is quite specific in the sort of players that he wants and the temperament and attitude, you know. So, yeah. um, I think, you know, he's brought in some good players. Yeah, but so far, so good. I think it, it, it is really hard to sign players. I think, obviously, you'll know that if they're based, in, if they're from London or Midla- Midlands even, they don't want to come all the way up north and then travel around the country every other week. It's, yeah. a, it's a hard job to keep travelling yeah. around the country. It certainly is. Um, I, I think Mickey's got his gum shield in night. He says he is. <laughs> so, uh, um, Dave Allen has put. Uh, I'm sure Richard Who has sought out the pitch squares? A lot of people uh, were sad to see them go last season. Need to get a page filled ASAP. Um, I'm, well, well done for volunteering, Dave. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> 22nd of July, see Dave Allen at the Gator the, International Stadium. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so I, I would imagine uh, it's, so it's in hand. Is David volunteering? I, I, well, we'll find out, I would imagine, in time there. Um, also, as well to the listeners, I know there's a little bit of a different theme to the podcast. You may have noticed I've been playing a little bit of music. I've been listening to Talk Sport too much because when they come back after an advert, play a little music bit underneath, so I've been doing that. So if it worked tonight, we'll keep it up. But if I listen back and it sounds awful, I apologise now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just uh, in case you're thinking, why is he playing Snoop Dogg in the background? <laughs> Clean version, clean version. 
Uh, I've got a question for Richard. Uh, is there any news on new shirts? Or do you know it's a precise, uh, not precise, but estimated date? Yeah, so we'll be launching a new home strip um, very soon. Um, we're, we're just waiting on finalising the sponsorship yeah, deal. Yeah. As soon yeah. as that's done, um, we, we'll launch the so new it's strip. Ju- is it just a home one or not an away one? Or? No, we're just launching um, a home strip this year um, and then we'll we'll revisit the away strip uh-huh. next year. Yeah. So, so with that... Um, Obviously, um, does that mean Sev Connors are keeping their sponsorship of the away shirt? Well, Sev Connor, one of the sponsors that yeah. we're, we're currently talking to. All right, so great stuff. Um, right, and uh, let Richard uh, answer the question, please. And no, I'm not volunteering mm-hmm. about, some, about some squares, uh, but I will buy some squares. So, um, yeah, well, I guess um, I'll be in hand with whoever runs the programme and who wants to volunteer to help doing yeah. that. Um, so, yes, and um, just, as I say, we know that there is a few people that listen that have been doing journalism degrees, and we mentioned before that there is um, volunteers um, wanted, and you said the response has been fantastic, but I suppose, it's, uh, who, who was it again that they emailed, uh, if they want to uh, throw the hat in the ring to help out? I believe it's Dominic, Dominic Skir, so it'll be Dominic at Gated fnfc.com right so that is the place to do that and also as well uh, people may have noticed that there is um there was a, a an article put up on gated sc and put out on social media as well about match day volunteers as well and um there's a few people mentioned on social media and um, saying do you know what kind because of, people were a little because people thought it might be a little bit vague saying well what yeah, areas well, are people wanting volunteers for? Yeah, well, we've got a number of areas, really. So we're, we're looking at, um, it's mainly, obviously, match day experience, really. So we're looking for volunteers to help us with things like 50-50. I know we've got some volunteers, but we're looking to expand that. We're looking at um, our corporate room. We're looking at um, in the stands. Just having, um, obviously, more people on site, really, that, yeah. can, uh, that can help us uh, with, with some of the match day Mm-hmm. And um, you said there was changes in the summer uh, happening behind the scenes. Um, I said, am I, I right in believing um, from, uh, I think we mentioned maybe talking to you last year, that uh, the club is reaching further out into the community this year with the community coaching? Yeah, so hopefully people are seeing that really because mm-hmm. um, we've got um, our summer camps starting very soon. Um, we've got uh, Ben Clark and James Curtis, uh, both community officers now. Um, so we've reached out into the schools program. I believe Ben and James are there pretty much. I think it's two or three sessions a week going into the schools, um, doing some coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the program is developing really well. Yeah, and uh, so you mentioned the schools. Is, is um, to the borough, borough of Gateshead? Yeah, to the whole borough. Uh, yeah. Brian Waits obviously uh, is looking after it, mm-hmm. and um, we've seen that expanding uh, really nicely at the moment yeah as I say that I think everyone kind of well everyone knows and everyone hopes that the kids are the future of getting them in and mm. so hopefully with uh, getting the, that well, in place we start to see return in the stands a little bit as well yeah well we've had a good response you know and we're, we're doing we're looking to do more with the um, with the clubs as well so the local clubs so um, I'm you know, there's nothing to, to give away just now, but there will be details coming out soon, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, of some of the programmes we've got um, that we're looking to work with the clubs with. Yeah. And, uh, well, a long-time friend of the podcast, Gemma Greaves, just put Ben and James come into my school every week, and the kids love it. So it's great to hear that we're... Nothing to do with Gator, they're just coming. Yeah, it's <laughs> 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 good for a cup of tea. 
Um, uh, um, Mason Ford has put, um, well, he's put who's Richard been talking to for a shirt sponsor. There was maybe a little Easter egg in there, but I think we're probably best not to dwell on it too much because nothing, nothing signed, nothing sealed. So um, fingers crossed everything develops nicely on that front. I'm sure Richard will agree. Um, Mickey's put, I agree with Richard. There's not a wealth of talent to play in this league in the area. And it's great to see kids like Mellish and White progress through to the first team. And, um, well, as I say, even if the the chances are few and far between, you mentioned that the the types of players that um, Neil's been bringing in are hungry and talented players. So if they're going to get in there, they're going to try and take the chance with both hands on the both featured, we'll say. <laughs> well, yes, that, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. Um, just, just to add to that as well, I think really in, in sort of qualify the, our under-19s um, programme as well. Obviously, we're working with Gator College and um, we've got, you know, 17s, 18s and 19s. So there's a pathway to, to getting to the under-19s. And, you know, that that's proven quite successful now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should really, over the next few years, really see the benefits yeah. um, of that programme. And um, I don't know if it's actually happened already or about to happen. Is the open trials? Um, there's a trail towards the end of this month, I believe, for the uh, under-19s. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe... Details will be going up on the website soon. I think they've been out for a little while, so then we've retweeted them, so hopefully they'll be put out again. So if there's anyone that's under 19 and thinks they've got a bit of talent, get along. That's what we want. Uh, and Sam Pounds, but what do people think of our two keepers, or, uh, of our two keepers, how they've been played in pre-season? I'll tell you what, Montgomery pulled off a fantastic save against Motherwell. It was... Uh, yeah, it done. Yeah, the, say, both keepers had a, a blinder. Mm. Um, it's good that we've got two top rate keepers to battle it out for the number one spot. Yeah, I can't remember the last time we had two competitive computers where yeah, you, yeah. You, would, you wouldn't but be. T- I would say for our team, DZ and Farman. Yeah, was for, like, yeah that would be the, the only team but I me, could compare it. Uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, I think if you look at the team as a whole, we've got competition in all places now, mm-hmm. which yeah. is important. Definitely, definitely. Um, we did have a tweet, but I think it's um, Ross replying back to somebody else on Twitter, so uh, some, we're tagged in. But we've still got um, just under 20 minutes left, so we'd love to hear any more of your comments and questions for Richard and how you think pre-season's going. Also as well, let us know who you think uh, has stood out in pre-season for you, who may be the eye-catcher this season, because is it eight or nine players now with uh, Theo signing? Is it, uh, I think it's nine, isn't it? Eight? It, it's in my mind. Yeah, it's it, 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 it. Just it made Richard panic there, thinking, what else have I paid for? Um, Sam Pelton's put a, a question. Hopefully, Gator versus Hartlepool should bring in a good attendance, both home and away. It should be special games, mm. that, shouldn't it? Should be, yeah. Um, we're looking forward to that game. Yeah, and it bring extra space to for both competitive as well at that point in the season. Yeah. And it's you know, it's, uh, it's going to be all there to... to It'd be good, good to go back to Hartlepool because obviously I've not been since we didn't have a ground. Well, I would say so it'd be we had a good re- a good rare relationship yeah. with Hartlepool. I mean, they helped us, and I think fans wise as well. I think mm-hmm. it's it's a nice rivalry, well, and I it's think a good that, rivalry, yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know Hartlepool should do well this year. They've they've, they've invested um, in a whole new squad, or pretty much a new squad, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they they turn out. Because I know a lot of their fans look out for our result as well, like obviously mm-hmm. when they win the Football League, we, we had the South East Poolies come to support with. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a really good relationship with yeah, their yeah, fans. Good. And um, say, I haven't really looked about the conference uh, this summer, I've mainly just concentrated on us, mm-hmm. but is there any teams that have caught the eye on signings for you? I know Dagenham signed Michael Cheeks, didn't they, on yeah. a two-year deal, uh, which was an eye-catcher for me, mm. but... Uh, 
Oh, yeah. I think this year will definitely be a tough year. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Tranmere is definitely going to be yeah. battling. Mm. Yeah, me personally, I'd love it. Tranmere, Tranmere, yeah, it's going to be a dangerous team. Mm. Be interesting to see how late Norian fair because they've sacked the manager, haven't they? Mm. And um, I think st- things are still a little bit up in the air there. Yeah, so it, right it, it's going to be well, ho- it, hopefully it, for it, the fans, it, it's all right. They but signed. Um, oh, what was his name? Elikobi or something yeah well, the lad who used to play for Arsenal mm-hmm. signed him this yeah. week mm-hmm. so, well things but, but, but you saw me doesn't look very fit like he looks like a big lad <laughs> well um, what's his name Akin Fenway he can still well, do it yeah, and he's, yeah. a, he's a big unit Dan, Pell, uh, Dan Bell has put in general we have a decent uh, opening six games and a chance of some early points with the playoffs now down to uh, seventh how many points do you think it'll take to qualify for them I couldn't tell you. I think it's got every year is different. It's every year is. I, I think with it dropping down to to seven, you're going to be around seventy eight points. I think. Yeah, it's it's. It, um, but as he says, it's, it's, you know, it, well, he says it's a decent opening six games. We haven't seen anybody play yet. Um, anything can happen. Um, but it'd be nice to get some points on early and get some of the young lads firing as well. Um, Callum Patterson has put hopefully we don't get the idiots spoiling it at Hartlepool like what happened to Shields yesterday Yeah, I mean, as I say we, we talked about at the beginning of the show a minority has took away from a crowd that was nearly at 1500 you know, so you're talking 6 people out of 1500 if rumours are right idiots it's not worth talking about and promoting what idiots get up to um, we've got a tweet that's come in from Adam Kennedy uh, Jordan Preston has looked good just needs a goal Yep, and uh, who knows, it might happen on Tuesday night away to Whitby. Always love going to Whitby, I'm hoping I can get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just for the fish and chips, it's, uh, but it is, it's a nice... You know, all the years I've, I've been there probably ten times to Whitby, for the games we've played over the years, yeah. never actually been into Whitby. <laughs> never actually been to the harbour or anything, I've only just been to the ground chip shop and out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but um, if you get down there, hopefully it's a nice day, maybe you might be able to spend the day, afternoon there, and enjoy a good game of football after. Are you going down to that? game Richard I am yes yeah I, I say, it's, it's a nice little ground Whitby actually I, I've always enjoyed going there and I'll tell you a little story John Young he missed the, the best goal I've ever seen it was Keith Fletcher scored this outrageous overhead kick and John Young at the time just looked down he was kicking a stone because it was like a really boring game and, <laughs> and then this bit of magic happened and John's like what happened there I was like I can't even describe what happened um, but Mickey Barris has put a uh, Oh, Alakobi um, was also playing for Chester last season and uh, and he scored five goals uh, on his debut yesterday. Ooh. I don't know how much you can read in the pre-season, but uh, five goals I on you. talking to a lad from, um, who works for our company and, and he's a Chester supporter and he says, he, he, he says they've bought well, but he still, he still thinks there's too much inconsistency in the team. Like he says, he thinks they'll struggle again this season. Right. So... He's, he's not feeling confident. Yeah. So, uh, John Ridley has sent in a message. I hope he can maybe send a little bit more onto it. Um, he's put, how does Richard feel about being overlooked? And that's it. I don't know what you've been <laughs> overlooked for, Richard. I, I don't know if there was a knighthood or... I, 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 <laughs> I don't know, but John, if you could send in the rest of that, because um, I, I, I'm looking at Richard and he's probably thinking, what the hell have I been overlooked for? Um, but Sam Pelton's put, Jordan Burrow will get some goals this season and looked in good uh, looked in uh, good in some games last year, especially Wrexham away. Well, as I say, we see, mentioned... Wrexham went to Portugal for pre-season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen uh, Manny Smith had a photograph <laughs> taken with um, Josie Mourinho uh, at the airport. But... Um, just on Jordan Burrow, we mentioned about some of the players we've signed this season that have come from a lower level. 
say Jordan obviously played at a higher level and dropped that was relegated with Halifax the season before but <laughs> um, I'll read that out in a second but it took him a little while to get back up to pace for full time football didn't it in his general fitness um, to get to that level and when he did was we've seen him develop yeah I, I mean Jordan uh, uh, for me I feel he's settled in really well um, he's, he's a big unit up front he's you know he's exactly our target man and um, you know, I, I think he's his fitness is is, is fine. He, you know, he's coming along really well. Yeah. And Mick Scully's went really topical, overlooked for the new Doctor Who question. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you with a long scarf and a little trilby. Um, I, I didn't apply. Yeah, um, he did. a man of your calibre shouldn't have to apply, Richard. Um, how does Richard feel about being continuously uh, overlooked um, by BT Sports for live games? It's a good question, really. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're disappointed. Mm-hmm. We, we really are. I mean, um, we've, we've already seen BT inadvertently released their uh, yeah. first, I think, was it four or eight live games? Uh, yeah. First, and, couple, first you know, two months, I think. Yeah, so, you know, I, I hope they will look favourably uh, upon us this season. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we're performing and we're you know we're we're up near the top, then I think it'll be difficult yeah. for them yeah. to continue to overlook us. I felt that for me, without sounding pedantic, I'd rather be up there and them ignoring us, mm. and then have to cover us in the playoffs and say, well, why weren't you doing this all season? I mean, I know obviously money wise, it'd be good to get you know some games and and publicity, but, but I think it's the publicity and the exposure yeah. really. That's the important bit, you know. Because especially for the home teams in these games. The coverage the gives it is good. I mean, you, well, you know, you, you, the, the the showing the club from top to bottom. You know, interviewing people across the board, and it'd be lovely to see people at Tyneside get to see yeah. the club. Well, the programs and uh, the live games that they put out are, are excellent. But, you know, it'd be great to see to see us feature more this season, without a doubt. Yeah, mm. and um, Mason Ford is, but I think Danny could get a few more goals before the season after coming back against Billingham. Well, see, that was a, a strange thing last year. A lot of people on social media, and even the games getting on Danny's back, mm. and I thought, he, thank God he scored them goals to shut them up because, uh, you know, I don't know what people expect. Uh, he's a type of player that looks great when he runs on the ball. Even when he was scoring goals, people were on his back. I know. It, it was, it was I, amazing. There's certain types of players that you get in football. Fair enough, the likes of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo can do it all, but play to his strengths and if we play the ball to Danny Johnson on the back of a, a, a defender then he's going to get a shot on target and what more do you want <laughs> it's really aggravating for me that but Danny's really confident which is great and he's not afraid to have a goal from anywhere yeah. mm-hmm. oh, well, you can see that by his goals that he scores are going from all angles um, right and uh, a question from Mickey he goes how much do the club get for screening games if we're from the league or from the PT should I say I can't remember the last count. It's about eight thousand pounds for a home game, and mm. the away team gets about I think it's fifteen hundred or two thousand for the yeah. Um, yeah for the away game. Sorry. Um, always got. Uh, have you given Neil a target with regarding uh, what round uh, expect to reach in the FA Cup? Well, that was something I was going to come to. I've got it written down: seasons, goals. What? Yeah. So the seasons, goals. First of all, um, the most important one is to finish in the top seven. Um, yeah. You know that that that's that's pretty much what the season is built up around. It's always great to get a cup run, um, and obviously we you know we'd love I mean we'd love to have a good round in the FA Cup. There's no doubt about that. Um, and everyone you know I know 
people say the trophy doesn't carry the same, but it, you know it, it's an opportunity to get to Wembley. So mm-hmm. you've, you know you've got to be hopeful uh, of doing well in, in yeah. all competitions, and we don't set our stall out uh-huh. to say you know we're going to throw them. Well, I mean, you know every every team from the northeast that's made it to Wembley, whether it be FA Trophy final for Darlington, for uh, the Vols, all the Northern League sides, as we've seen with um, South Shields this year, get a good following. Even ourselves, when we got the playoff final, we got a good following. And I think if we can get there as a fan, the FA Trophy final, fantastic. It's a dream come true to get to Wembley again. I never thought I'd ever get there once, never mind, you know, hoping to get there again. But, you know, it, it, it's got to be something that... Well, I think that, you know, everybody associated with the club, in the club, uh, fans alike, you know, we all just want we want some success. Yeah. And I don't think anybody cares how that comes, really, <laughs> as long as we, uh, we, we get some success this year. But as I say, a priority um, for goals... It's got to be finishing the top seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the top seven. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good FA Cup run, me. Yeah, I really love it. <laughs> you just like getting your tinfoil FA yes, Cup exactly. out and in the papers. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, damn, you know, we're set, you know, you're saying targets of top seven and hopefully a good cup run. Would you say since you've took over now that the maybe first or second stage of foundations have been laid? I hope so, because uh, if you if you look back at our performances in the, in, the, in the cups, I mean, uh, to be fair. Um, Two seasons ago, we did well in the trophy, got the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. La- last year, we didn't do so well. Um, but th- it was Lincoln's year. There was no doubt yeah, about yeah. it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, we, we, we certainly feel that this squad of players is the best we, we've worked with. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to a good season. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Gated fans love picking scabs, Richard. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> Mick Scully's must have a few. Yeah, what are your views on Sunderland pulling out of our friendly only to arrange one with Hartlepool? Well, yeah, I mean, look, I'm frustrated like like everybody else really because, you know, games like these are, are, are big games for us. Um, they're, they're massive for the fans, they're massive mm-hmm. for the club, bring a lot of revenue. Um, we have we have been disappointed. There's no there's no doubt about that. To be fair to the, to the opposition, though, that, that there's been reasons. I think when we tried to set our first friendly up with Sunderland, they were going through some change. Obviously, the manager Might, went. Yeah. The club was up for sale, um, and really, there's not a lot you can do. Really, yeah. the circumstance that affect you, you know. Just just sadly, they were in a place where they were, you know didn't know what was going to happen so yeah. pulled us unfortunately I think Ross is happy about that though then he doesn't have to choose which team to support <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan Bells but I think it should be the rule for BT to visit every ground throughout the season mm. it would be a nice idea but I don't know the logistics of that or contractual uh, things is there's, there'll be a lot of things that we don't know about yeah I, th- I think one of the problems for BT um, is the cost to show game um, you know they've got all the transportation costs and everything. So I think what they've always tried to do is, to, if they're in a certain region, they will try and pick up, you know, a game mm-hmm. in that region and, and and stay there. But you know it I'm, is difficult. Might Newcastle being back in the Premier League help our calls in that? Because yeah. I know a lot of their games have been moved for TV. If they've been moved, because we had ten games clash on a Saturday, I know they've had five games moved already. Yeah. Could that be potential of five games? Maybe or one of five games? Should I mm. say where they're in the northeast the, the day after? You well, know? I think the key is that making sure that we're performing. You know, if we're in the right half of the table, oh, of course, then, yeah, uh, yeah. Then, mm-hmm. then it becomes a bit easier. Uh-huh. It helps if you've got uh, one to uh, sway the other. Well, as I say, we've only got a couple of minutes left, so if you have got any messages for Richard, please do send them in. And um, let's say I've got a couple of messages, uh, a couple of couple of questions, should I say? Um, 
obviously it's your third season now as chairman. I mentioned about um, foundations um, with the team, but what about behind the scenes? Do you feel a lot more confident in the way the club's set up now that your that that your tenure has been there for three years now? Well, I think this season is going to be a big season, really, because this is the first time I've been able to come into the club full time. Really, mm-hmm. um, the last two seasons has been reasons, you know, obviously with selling the previous company. Um, working um, a contract out with them mm-hmm. so this season really is all about um, you know again picking up on the bits that I'd hoped to get done previously yeah. so there's, there's things to be done there's still a lot of work um, ahead but you know I do feel we've got a good team and I think that's something that we can um, certainly uh, be building on this year yeah as I say there's lots of positives on that front um, it, um, well, I was just going to say, last year I think we, we spoke um, on the podcast and mentioned that, uh, well, we had a little, not troubles, but with, um, like match the experience for fans. Um, it seems to have um, resolved itself throughout last season. We've got the Mick Thornton bar now. Was there any plans? I know it was talked about that about the club maybe being able to take over the vending uh, things at the stadium to hope, to, obviously, to bring in more revenue for the club and things. Is there any developments on those fronts? No real developments to speak of, other than to say, I, I, I guess certainly with the mixed thought and suite, um, you know, we we always try to listen to fans' feedback, and we do try to deliver, mm-hmm. you know, um, the best match experience we can. We're always looking to improve that. So I, I guess this season, um, behind the scenes at the moment, you know, we're, we're, we're revisiting our corporate offer, offering. We're looking at um, working with a couple of partners. Um, one to deliver the corporate offering but also working with the council as well how we can maybe work in unison really yeah. um, in terms of um, some of the you know the produce that we've got on sale on, on match day yeah um, just, just to say obviously with the mixed stones I think of what the club's done with it it's fantastic I, I've not met a fan yet who doesn't like it Oh, good. So uh, oh, I think you'll agree, Dave. Like yeah, all the fans absolutely love it. It is. Nice. It feels like a, a like a little home for fans yeah, exactly. within the stand. Um, you know, um, so it, it is great. Fa- as I say, a lot of me like me personally and a few other lads like just stay in the nags and then turn up at the um, stadium about five ten minutes before kick off. Whereas now we normally leave forty five minutes yeah. before kick off to get the the stadium for drinks. So oh, well, that's good. And we're pleased, obviously, with how it's been um, supported as well. Mm-hmm. Um. One last question. Uh, last season, notably, um, our media coverage did take a nosedive, especially with match day commentaries and things. Um, was that a disappointment? And uh, I think great for Rafi Reyes, bet that he's moved on to bigger and better things, but it seems to have kicked it in the, in the teeth a little bit of, of coverage. I mean, well, we, we were unlucky a bit last year, weren't we, yeah. really, um, with, with a lot of things. But, um, you know, who knows this this season? Um, we, you know we, we're coming across different. Uh, there's an organisation. I don't know which games they're going to cover, um, but there is an organisation that is set up to um, give live commentary to a lot of non-league games this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure how it works and which yeah. games will be selected, but hopefully that will help us get some exposure yeah. as well. Yeah, I say you know, I think probably at the moment for away games, it's probably seventy percent you can get, mm-hmm. but obviously for I know there's fans around the world. We, we know that people are listening to us and, and it's a gripe that they're, they're having to follow it on Twitter and things. I know it's probably not a massive uh, no, problem for we, the club. but well, To be honest, we're aware of it and we are looking at it. That is one of the things on, on the current agenda, really, is trying to make games um, more accessible and available to people, especially with the fan base that we do have around yeah. the world, you know. 
um, and well, I tell you what, I'm nearly fell off my chair here. Mickey Barris put, "I'd like to finish on a positive note." <laughs> well done on the Mickey Thornton suite. So <laughs> there we go. Um, as I say, thank you to everyone that's listened in. Remember, we will be back every week. It's Sunday. Um, we will be endeavouring to get. Um, uh, match day interviews with fans hopefully some from the club as well and um, say we want you to interact with us we'll have phone calls as well throughout the season if there isn't any commentary on away games and we've got a few willing fans we will do live update shows because we know uh, they're quite popular so as I say there's lots to look forward to this season get yourself down to Whitby get yourself down to Gated International Stadium on Saturday for the Newcastle United 11 game and we'll get an idea of how the team is going to shape up for the season and just leaves me to say a massive thank you to Richard for joining us again on the podcast and hopefully we'll see you again soon thanks very much yep. and uh, thank you as well Andrew right we'll see you next time thank you bye bye before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods.